He is so good. Oh, drives me insane. I love that song. It's such a great reminder that uh, every day is a new day, but every day when it's over, it's over. As a church family, we are thinking through how it is that we have a responsibility, for those of us that are adults, how we have a responsibility and a privilege to invest in future generations. And so whether you're a parent of young kids, teenagers, maybe you've got adult children, maybe you've got grandkids, maybe you're an aunt or an uncle, or you've got really close friends that are raising up kids, we all have a responsibility and a privilege to be the adults in the room, so to speak, to be the parents. And so as a church family, we're asking ourselves, how is it that we can find the grace and the wisdom to be the best parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents that we could possibly be? Because we know that when it comes to parenting, the days are long, parents, the days are long, but the years are short. And it goes like that. And so we have got to pay attention to how it is that we're going to posture and position ourselves as it relates to the children in our life. And you know, when I think about parenting, uh, I, I know as many of you do, Uh, I think about the tools that I need to parent. I I also uh, think about how every kid is unique. In fact, uh, one of the things that we're going to see today is every kid. God has a unique design for every child. Uh, Just like God has a unique design for every pumpkin. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's going to make a lot more sense uh, coming down the pike here. Uh, In fact, I really wanted to do an object lesson with pumpkins, but I'm no good at object lessons. But, you know, there's someone here at Desert Springs who's amazing at object lessons. John Wolf, would you come on up? Now, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you don't know this, but we have a master storyteller among us. This is John Wolf. John serves in a variety of different ways, but one of the One of the ways that's most relevant to this right now is that John uh, oversees our object lessons with our Adventure Kids. So, uh, John, tell us a little bit about Adventure Kids. Yeah, let me do that. Hey, hello, everybody. Um, You know, Jesus taught us not just to to teach our kids, uh, but to respect our kids. You know, Jesus' time was very valuable, and then he said, let the children come to me. It was important to him that the kids got to spend time in the presence of the living God. Mm. And... uh, the problem with that lesson is that kids are really scary. <laughs> uh, Melinda was just telling me how, you know, when we had the volunteer stations, uh, you know, there was the missions, there was the uh, worship time, and her kids' ministry stand had no volunteers coming to it. And it's like, kids are scary, right? So what we've done here at Desert Springs is come, come up with something called Adventure Kids. And it's, it's really great. It's kind of a modular program where every 15 minutes the kids are doing something different. They're going from music, to crafts, to games, to uh, object lessons, to Bible time. So they're constantly moving. And that's really designed more for the leaders than it is for the kids because it kind of keeps a safe environment and, and uh, things are always going different. And it also lets every leader do something that they're really good at, that they're really passionate about. So uh, I, I would encourage you, you know, if you thought, boy, I, I know I probably should be helping out with these kids, but they are kind of scary. Uh, Talk to Melinda. Uh, talk to Melinda, are you here? There Woo! we go. Oh, wait, I can't leave. Is Dana here? Dana? Woo! Talk to either of those folks or, or talk to the Direct and Connect people. And you can just come in and just watch one week and see 
what goes on there. Okay. So, John, um, how, like, is there age parameters or? Well, we've got, you know, that's a funny question. We've got teenagers helping out, like Gabriel. He's uh, amazing. And then uh, I recently found out I'm going to be a grandfather. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Congratulations. I'm too young. I'm too young. No, I guess I'm not. So, so Danny's saying so anywhere from 15 to 99. That's right. There you go. <laughs> All right. So uh, you're going to help us uh, think through what it means to parent. Uh -huh. um, so as we're all kind of considering maybe what's our role in investing in future generations, one of the key ways uh, could be volunteering through Adventure Kids. Yeah. And then many of us also, we've got kids in our lives, and, and we need some tools uh, when it comes to how we guide and shepherd and invest in kids. So I was thinking maybe we could do something around like pumpkin carving. You know, I've got this little pumpkin here. Uh, so maybe what we could think through is like how do we illustrate, um, you know, every kid's different, and we need the right tool for the right job. Yeah, well, here, come on down. Let's see what oh, we can do uh, here. Right here? Okay. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the things is, you know, it's 2019 now. Things mm -hmm. aren't quite like they used to be, okay. you know. Parents, uh, you know, kids are so busy, right? They've got soccer games and video play games, dates, yeah. video games, youth yoga, you know, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and, and, and so parents need tools that are like quick, sharp, fast, to the point. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, let me just show you. Why don't you illustrate for me? Let's see, what do I got here? What is that? All right. Now, kids, I'm really not sure I'm supposed to do a chainsaw in the worship center. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? Excuse me? What? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're talking about oh, carving pumpkins here. Adults, what do you think? Yeah. All right, here we go. So John, we were talking about carving pumpkins, you know, like people put faces in pumpkins and things like that. So I, you've, you've, you've used a tool that's literally destroyed this pumpkin. Let's try this again. All right. Can I just point out that I just cut a pumpkin in the church with a chainsaw? Is that not cool or what? All right. But I, okay, I, I think I understand. You're, 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 I think you're looking for something where it's a little more targeted to the precision. needs of the precision. Finesse, precision, right? Right tool for the right job. Oh boy. What's that? Oop, well, it's, it's not plugged in, whatever it is. You sure about that? Uh, Hold on a minute. Bro, it's plugged in. Try now. Oh. Apparently the insurance company found out what was happening. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Would you guys calm down, please? Try now. This is it. All right, I think you're going to like this much better. It doesn't. That is All right. it. I mean, it's closer. It's closer, but it's... Uh... Yeah, thank you. It's closer, but it's not what we're looking for, All right? right? I... Okay. Do you have any other tools? Maybe, you know All what right. we need, John? 
some old-fashioned wisdom, some of that good old-fashioned parenting, like maybe something that's been used for hundreds of years. You know, I hear people say, well, my parents did it, so I should do it. Maybe we use something that's got a little more generational connection. Okay, I'm not sure you're really understanding how these object lessons work. No, no, I... I <laughs> see what I got. You got anything in the, in the old wheelbarrow there? All right, talk about old-fashioned. Oh, boy. All right. Okay, let's see what we can do now, kids. Are you, I could use just a little bit of encouragement here. Can you, how about a little yelling? All right, ready? Here we go. No, absolutely not. Who thinks I should smash it some more? Yeah, yeah all right. Okay, how about, just a couple. All right. Hello, thank you, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, John Wolf. Hey, so, Adventure Kids, thank you guys so much for being here. You oh, guys wait, can, wait, 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 wait. Wait a second. What? Now, you've just been doing nothing but criticizing me the whole time I've been up here. I, yep. I'd like to know what exactly you have in mind. Okay, I'm going to show you. All right. Okay, so what I've got here is I've used a, uh, we, we've used a, a pumpkin carving tool. And uh, in fact, I, I think this is beautiful. It's, it's a little self-portrait um, of my own self. What do you guys think? You got to have the right tool. For the right job. Adventure Kids, thank you guys so much. You guys are dismissed. Head on out. Beautiful. Thank you, John. You guys ever heard that phrase before? You got to have the right tool. What happens if you use the wrong tool? How many of y'all have ever been installing something and you got your screwdriver, but you realize you need to hammer something in? Anybody ever happen to anybody? And boy, that garage is so far away. Right? And like me, you're angry, you're embittered, you're upset that you're even doing this thing, and you look at that screwdriver, and you look at what needs to be hammered in, and what do you do? What do you do? You try using the screwdriver to bang it in, and then what inevitably happens? What's that? Yeah, your thumb breaks, and then what happens? Two hours later, you're apologizing to everyone who was in the house because of the language that they heard, right? If you use the wrong tool for the job, not only can it hurt us, but also it can be really destructive. And when we think about kids, I want, I want us to remember this key principle, that God has a unique path for everyone, including the kids that are in your life. God has a unique path for everyone. And so, parent them towards their path. God has a unique path for everyone, so parent them which direction? Towards their path. Because if we treat every child the same, what brought life in one circumstance can be soul-crushing in another. And you don't have to take my word for it. You find in Proverbs 22, 
Actually, we'll have it up here on the screen. Proverbs 22.6. I love this verse. This verse gets quoted a lot. Uh, if you're new to the whole uh, church scene, I just want you to know they put this stuff, they embroider this stuff. It's on coffee mugs. Uh, it's on little crochet situations. Uh, but here's something I want to point out. That look at this text. This is ancient wisdom for us. This has been used by people for thousands of years. And I want you to notice something. Train up a child in the way they should go, even when they are old, they will not depart from it. And one of the interesting things that is often missed is whose path it is or whose way it is. And the way that the original language uh, would have communicated, if, if you and I were, excuse me, speaking ancient Hebrew, we would have heard something to the tune of train up a child towards their path and they will not depart from it. It's, it's something that they have unique to them because God has a unique path for everyone. And so we should parent towards their path. God has a unique plan for everyone. And so we should parent towards their path. So here's what I'd like for us to do. Over these next few moments, I hope, my intent, is to give us some tools and some, uh, some opportunities to think through how it is that we can parent, whether, again, whether we're parenting young kids, teenagers, whether we have adult children, whether we're grandparents, whether we're aunts and uncles, whether we have close friends uh, who are raising up kids, all of us have a parenting role to one degree or the other. And by the way, if you call Desert Springs your church home, many of those kids, they also call Desert Springs their church home. And if I understand the scriptures correctly, we have a corporate responsibility to their flourishing. And that's so important for us to remember in such an individualistic, consumeristic culture. We can often abdicate our responsibilities. God has a unique path for everyone, and so parent them towards whose path? Their path. Now, I'm not super smart, and I am not great at parenting. I mean, even, like, I, I, I don't like telling stories about what uh, goes on in my home, uh, but a friend of mine... Um, he was installing handles onto Ikea cabinets yesterday. And Ikea is actually Swedish for divorce. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> and um, and so, so my friend was installing, and my friend's down, and my friend has four kids also like I do, and my friend's down drill, and, and drilling those holes and making sure their level is... Uh, the, it's Satan's work, and, and so we're trying to get it done, and there's my friend as a three-year-old, you know, claw, pulling, saying, Daddy, Daddy, upsies, upsies, there's, a, there's an infant crying, and then the other ones, the older two, have brought uh, other, others into the home, fr friends from the neighborhood, they're multiplying, and, and there's, there's chaos, uh, the little speaker over here is playing some, some kids bop. There's a video game going on. Uh, this man's wife is asking him a technical question that he is incompetent to know the answer to. And so my friend is there, and it's all happening, and it's, uh, a noise is made because as my friend stood up and made eye contact with the neighbor's kids, he said to himself, if you curse, it's going to get out. And so I just, uh, my friend just went, ah, and, and went to Home Depot. <laughs> I, 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 in, 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 in hard situations, even in easy situations, I often find it really difficult to know 
how it is that I can help shepherd or point or parent my children or my friend's children towards the path that God has for them. And so uh, I need an easy answer. Like in the, in the heat of the moment, in those circumstances, I need an easy answer. I, need to, I, I may not know uh, what each of my kids' path looks like just yet. I need something easier than try to discover their path and parent them that way for eternity. And, I, and Jesus is so good, and he's so gracious, and he's so loving. And, and, and so here's, here's I'm just going right to jump right to the chase here. This is what Jesus says. Jesus says, I am the way. So train up a child in the way they should go, right? Their unique path. And Jesus helps us out by saying, spoiler alert, it's me. Point them to me. Because every child, Jesus wants to have a unique relationship with every unique person that he's made. And even if I can't see what that unique path looks like, I know who can see what that path looks like. And so in the moment, my role is to point them to the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm going to talk to us a little bit about that. Now, for those of us that are still trying to figure out what we believe about Jesus, I'm so glad you're here. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to talk, I'm going to talk um, for many of us uh, with the understanding that there's this foundational understanding of who uh, Jesus is. But if you're still trying to figure out who Jesus is, I want to encourage you in this. These uh, tools will still work for you too. And so even if you're still in process, you say, I don't know if I believe in God. I'm not sure. I'm kind of here just for like some parenting tips or maybe the, the pastor knows some magic words so my kids will behave and go to bed on time. Okay, if you're here in that scenario, these tips will still work. And so please don't check out. But I want to put all my cards on the table. Oh, Jesus loves you so much. I, I really, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to say I don't, I don't want you to convert or whatever. I, it happened to me in this room. Years ago, where I turned and started following Jesus. And, and I, just, I, just, I want that for you too. So I, want, I don't want to lie to you or give you the impression that I don't care about that. I totally care about it. And you should totally follow Jesus. He's awesome. But even as we're talking about parenting, I want you to know you can apply these tips. Okay, so uh, how can, let's take a look at the next slide. How can I parent this child? So you've got a child in front of you, right? And they are mirroring back to you your besetting sins. I'm never more angry at my children than when they are mirroring back to me my besetting sins. So there they are, right? Whether they're three or 30, they're there. And you say, all right, Campbell, how can I parent this child towards God's unique path for them? Well, there's maybe four categories that we can think through. Number one is in how you encourage. How you encourage. You have at your fingertips one of the most powerful forces in the universe, and that is, as a person who's older than they are, to say, awesome job, buddy. Now here, I wanna, I wanna just give a little pivot here, and I, I've, I've picked this up from many of you, and I think this is so wise. Watch out what you're encouraging them towards and how you're praising them, okay? If you're giving praise for only the outcome of the work they're doing, we may be miscommunicating what you actually value. Meaning, if my child comes home and says, I got an A+, and I say, great job on getting an A+, what I've communicated is the value is your production. 
Rather, and it might have been the easiest thing for my kid to do to get an A-plus on that. They didn't work hard. They didn't show me any character qualities. They just aced it. Whereas another child, one of my other kids, may take the exact same test, and they might spend days, right, just just slaving over it, showing hard work, uh, showing uh, diligence, and they may come back with a C. And if I say, not good enough, kid, let's work harder next time, What I want to maybe do is posture myself to praise them, not for the product of their work, but for the character qualities that I see in them as they move towards producing. Do you see? And I'll just prove to you that this is so much better because that's what Jesus does to you. Jesus never looks at you and says, you got an A plus? My love for you abounds. A C minus? Right? You guys with me so far? So be careful, but just watch what you're encouraging them uh, towards. The second one is discipline. Everybody give me an amen. amen. That's right. These kids, right, just, just get them. Now, I, 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 I want to just focus. I, and if you say this, I totally get it. I'm just going to encourage you never to say it again. If we say your punishment is... What we are communicating is that my relationship to you is lawgiver, lawkeeper, judge, jury, and executioner, and I am going to exact from you, three-year-old, vengeance or an approximation of justice by punishing you. Rather, discipline is, see, you see the difference? Discipline is saying it's like coaching or training. No, 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 you're off the path, come back this way towards the path. You see the difference? If my role as a parent is to shepherd them towards the unique path that God has for them, the reason that I would want to discipline them is when they start straying from God's path, not to punish them for doing wrong. Right? You ain't the judicial system. You are, for this season, a shepherd designed to shepherd them towards the unique path that God has for them. And when they stray... We want to say, no, no, come back. Come back. Okay? It's quiet in here. It's quiet. It's quiet. Because all of us are like, Campbell, that was my car ride over this morning. I know. Me too. The third, empowerment. When you give responsibility, uh, what can be life-giving in one area can be innocuous or crushing to another. Uh, I want to just encourage you in this. Oh, this is so, oh my goodness. I hear this from kids all the time. That's not fair. But we ain't the fair police, are we? Our role isn't to be equitable. It's to be wise and gracious as we shepherd our children towards the unique path that God has for them. And so whereas giving the car keys to one child at a certain age It may not be wise, gracious, and loving for this other one. You guys with me so far, right? Uh, Giving access to the stove. I'm still not allowed to use it, and Lori's helping me. (laughs) So many buttons and the hot, oh my goodness. With empowerment, even even, even just thinking about um, what Jason said last week, which was so good. I want to encourage you to take a unique approach based on each child in your life, as opposed to saying, in this house, 
you gotta wait till you're this age to have this responsibility. Um, by the way, oh man, I wanna say something to you and you might get angry, but that's why all these seats are empty and there's a great distance between us so I can run in the back. I, I wanna caution us against saying, in this house, we don't do that. And here's why. One day, they ain't gonna be in your house. And, and I think, just hold on, don't be mad. I think what might be a better approach is to say, this, I don't believe this will lead to our flourishing or your flourishing. And we wanna empower them as they launch out, as what Pastor Jason said last week, right? As they launch out, we wanna get them ready Okay, so listen, um, I love college, I love trade school, I love just going right into the workforce, but I want you to know that after the children that are in your sphere leave your house, do you know that there's other influences in the world? And they're gonna, they're gonna diminish yours for a season, most likely. So we don't do that in this house? Great, clock's ticking, I ain't gonna be in your house no more. You with me? Rather, we want to help shepherd them towards the big why. Uh, here's, uh, and this is one's so important too, uh, setting boundaries, right? Different kid, different boundaries. And also different times to have hard conversations. And by the way, I want, to, I want to say this real quick. For those of you with younger kids, if you're not sure when is the time to have the conversation about sex and death, now is the time. Because if you don't tell them, their friends will. So beat their friends to the punch. Right? Do you want like a nine-year-old informing your children on what happens after death? Space monkeys, right? Like, <laughs> Okay, so in the moment, we're thinking about, okay, I've got these tools at my disposal, my encouragement, the discipline, the empowerment, and the boundaries. These are tools I can use to shepherd them or parent them towards God's path in their life. And then I want to lean into specifically the discipline moment just for a minute. Because if you're anything like uh, my friend with the Ikea cabinets, you need maybe some practical tips. So let's try these. The first one, when you're in those moments, the kid's right in front of you, this is probably some of the best advice that I've ever gotten and that my friend's ever gotten. Pause, right? When they're mirroring back, you're besetting sins. Whether they're three or 30, they're on the phone, they're in front of you, they're mirroring back, they're, they're, they're behaving in a way that you don't agree with, it might be a good idea to press pause. Just, you, you ain't gonna miss any opportunities to say whatever you think you need to say by waiting 20 seconds. So press pause. And by the way, I, I think it was Jim Gaffigan, every time with a five-year-old, every time you argue with a five-year-old, you're wrong. Because you're arguing with a five-year-old. What are you doing? So press pause, right? Uh, and by the way, the more that we react without pausing, the more we're informing our children on how they can get under our skin and manipulate us. And if you don't think that kids are inherently selfish and sinful, come over to my house. <laughs> Pause. Two, pray. Even if the prayer is, my God, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> what have I done? to deserve this. <laughs> pray. Pause and pray. Even if it's, Lord Jesus, 
Mm. I don't want to go to jail today. <laughs> and for those of us with adult children, it's, it's even harder. I, there's oftentimes distance. And sometimes you're wrestling with, do I say this? Do I not say this? Right? I see this behavior and... Ugh. So pause and pray. Lord, how can I help point them to the unique path that you've laid out for them? Pause. Pray. And the third is this. Posture. Decide what posture you're going to take. Are you the bringer of vengeance in this scenario? Are you the judge, jury, and executioner? Uh, are you the criticizer-in-chief? Or are you someone who's simply saying, I, I want to help, encourage you, and equip you as you follow the path that God has for you, this unique path that God has for you? All right, so we're going to pause, we're going to pray, and we're going to kind of think and pray through what's our posture going to be in this moment, right? Sometimes... Our, the children in our lives need a heavier hand than others. Again, it's unique for every child. Sometimes they just need somebody to cry with, even if you and I can't understand what we're crying about. Sometimes they just need some time, and so I'm going to be the person who just gives them some space. Wait, what's your posture going to be? So pause, pray, maybe even pray about the posture you're going to take. The fourth is promote. Oh, this is so good. Celestia Tracy gave me this uh, before Lori and I had kids, and I, I love it. One of my tendencies when uh, the discipline moment come, moments come, plural, is uh, to lose myself, to kind of forget where I'm at in the world, to forget my responsibilities are, even to forget um, what I actually want for my children. Because I'm just, I'm trying to get past the problem. You're exhibiting foul behavior, errant behavior. I just need to stop this behavior, right? And so I'm going to posture myself towards a shepherd. I'm going to spend the time. I'm going to pause and take the time with them. But I'm going to promote, and this is, this is what Celestia Tracy gave. And by the way, she's one of the creators of the Mending the Soul ministry, if you're familiar with that amazing ministry. She said, when the discipline moment comes, you do not need to remind your child that they have made a mistake. You do not need to remind your child of the shame that they feel. You do not need to remind your child of being bad. Rather, we want to promote who Jesus has made them to be. So I'm going to give you a real practical. Uh, this is how it works in my house. 50% of the time. The other 50% of the time, we're at Home Depot. <clears throat> Little girl, I love you so much. There's nothing that you can do that would cause me to not love you. And I know that God has made you so loving and so kind, and so strong and powerful. And when we do this, honey, it's not in line with who you are. It's not in line with who God's made you to be. It's, it, it can come across as unloving. It can break the relationships that God wants you to have. And so, honey, when this time comes, you have to make a decision. I want you to live in light of who God has made you to be. Be who you are. Do you see how that's different than you snotty little brat? Don't talk back to me that way. Oh, man, this is so good. Oh, I love this. Before you even open your mouth, maybe it's in that prayer moment, maybe think, when I exhibit this type of behavior that my child is showing me, when I exhibit that behavior to God, how does he respond to me? Is it thunder and lightning? 
When I talk back to God, how does he respond to me? When I disrespect God, how does he respond to me? When I betray the trust that God has, how does he respond to me? You see, we love God's grace until we're called to extend it to the people closest to us. The fifth point, point them to the way. Because one day, you're not going to do this anymore. For most of us, we'll be doing this. <laughs> hey. Or we'll be doing this. Or we'll be doing this. And so point them towards Jesus. Amen. We need wisdom. We need wisdom so bad. As a church family, these are things that we not just want to talk about, we actually want to put them in action. We know that God has a unique path for everyone, and so we're to parent them towards that path, and we want to help equip you to do that. And so we've got a couple things I just want to encourage you to think through. We can put them up here on the screen. The first one is we've got our parenting workshop on October 26th. We want to make this as easy as possible for parents. And so if you've got kiddos with you, bring them along. We're going to do family breakfast. We're going to do family lunch. And while we're uh, learning and engaging in the workshop, you'll never guess what our kids are going to be doing. They're going to grab Billy Corgan, and they're going to be smashing pumpkins the entire time. The second one is we've got a Facebook group. If you're in, uh, where you can post questions, you've got like a technical question or, or maybe you're asking for a study, we would love to get that in your hands. Here's your next step. In the back of the seat in front of you are those next step cards. You can fill that out, ask your question, mention that you'd like more information on the workshop or uh, the Facebook group, and we'll send that to you this week because uh, we want to help equip you to live this out. We need wisdom. Friends, we need wisdom. We want to point him to Jesus, but we ourselves need to be pointed to Jesus. And so here's what we're going to do. In just a second, we're going to take communion. Uh, communion is an act of remembering. It's a time for us as a church family to take the bread and to take the juice and remember God became flesh, dwelt among us, and he allowed his body to be broken and his blood to be shed for us. And so in the taking of communion, we remember God's love and grace towards us, made known to us through Jesus. Would you join me as we pray? Jesus, we give you thanks for your unmerited favor, your grace, your love towards us. And as we think about how it is that we are called to reflect that love and grace towards others, we ask for your wisdom. We want to be a people marked by love, grace, generosity, and joy. As we think even about our responsibility to invest in and to nurture and to shepherd the next generations, Lord, we pray that you would bless this effort. For those of us with children still in the home, we're going to try to put this into practice, and there's going to be moments where it's super hard, probably even right after we leave from here. And so, Lord, I pray that your presence would be felt by everyone in this room as we seek to live in light of this truth. For those of us with adult children, Lord, uh, distance can oftentimes be difficult. It's super confusing oftentimes to figure out how it is that we're supposed to, because of your grace and love, encourage and uplift and not criticize and tear down. And so help us, Lord. Give us wisdom. Give us your guidance. We want to be a people who mirror your love and grace. And we cling to you knowing that you're powerful enough to bring these things about and that you love us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.